Hey, Jets fans. It is now basically uh, just about three days until Winnipeg starts off their season against the New York Rangers. And of course, Winnipeg has basically pared down its roster, made its final send downs, and in just a few hours, we'll be announcing the full roster for the Jets, including any final cuts. Uh, obviously, I have some thoughts about where Winnipeg is going this year, and we'll talk about whether or not the right cuts have been made so far and what this season might hold for the Jets on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey friends, happy Tuesday and welcome to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Locked On Jets your uh, first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. On tonight's episode, obviously Winnipeg has uh, more or less locked in the roster, including the final defender spot. Um, Though as of right now, we don't know uh, the exact player who will be taking this spot, but we do know who won't be occupying the sixth spot as it is uh, with with a certain send-down. So we'll dive into that and ultimately... um, Some questions that I still have about the Jets as they prepare for the start of the season, because for as much as has changed for this team, uh, there are a number of things that Winnipeg has still yet to rectify. And I don't really understand what the plan is to get this team uh, into playoff competitive state, because if you look at this team and where it's at right now, there's not a lot of support, especially if guys start going down. Uh, Dubois missed, you know, part of the periods from the last preseason game due to injury. He got knocked out with something with his upper body, if I recall correctly. And so, you know, with, with you know, Dubois out, you suddenly see a really rough lineup take shape where, like, Manalainen is on the second left wing spot. Um, and obviously things are looking pretty grim. So let's kind of first focus on the sixth defender spot. Uh, Vili Heinola has actually been sent down in place of Logan Stanley and Dylan Sandberg. Uh, for me, I'm a little bit frustrated by this because I think Heinola probably had the best camp of all three players, though um, the bar is not high for this, right? I think Vili did a, a lot of a lot of good things. I think his last game was low event. I think he proved that if you need him to be maybe a less impactful offensive player but still contribute defensively without making too many mistakes, I think that last game against the Flames generally did that. So, uh where I think the Jets have kind of maybe gone a little bit wrong here is, you know, you've got Sandberg, right? And Dylan can be a really competent two-way defender who's actually not so bad in his own end. But uh, with the logjam on the left side that the Jets have created for themselves and the refusal to try and figure out what to do with Logan Stanley long-term, this team is kind of tying itself to the, to the mast. And I really feel like that was kind of a mistake. Uh, obviously, they they ended up waving uh, Kovacevic, and he's now with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, good luck to him because he's going to have a very tough assignment anchoring 
somewhere on that third pairing, I would think. But, you know, for the Jets' left side, obviously Winnipeg doesn't really have um, a ton of open spots. And so Heinle's only option would have been to play on, like, the right side if Sandberg was in. Uh, Stanley is also an option for the left side, but I think most people have probably understood that Logan, I don't know that he really figures into Winnipeg's plans long-term, despite the fact that they're not waiving him. I suspect that Winnipeg is mostly afraid that somebody's going to claim him and they are trying to trade him instead so that they get some kind of value out of it. Um, But when you look at Sandberg and what he's accomplished so far during camp, it's really hard to say that he's done anything more to impress the brass other than just kind of be present, right? You know, he's got a sound defensive presence, but in other areas of the ice, I wasn't really seeing a lot from him. Offensively, I felt like his game was muted. I thought that he occasionally pinched really aggressively in the neutral zone and stuff in ways that weren't really conducive to actually cutting off the plays. He made, you know, some big mistakes like Stanley did and Heinle as well. And so you look at the sum total of his game, and the only reason that I think he really is being considered for this position is because he can also PK. Uh, I think that is kind of the way the Jets are looking at this is that he's like a balancing part, part of like the third pairing and he can PK. But whether or not that's really worth uh, sacrificing Heinola's offense, I'm just not super sold on it. I think Winnipeg really should have been opting for the more ambitious, higher ceiling player here, but I get it, you know? So I think the biggest question now is what did the Jets do about that left side? If Heinola does actually figure into the plans this year, which it does kind of seem like the Jets are thinking about uh, when they can next call him up, well, they're going to have to do some roster juggling in order to make this happen. And this kind of, you know, goes into a bigger question that we'll dive into in a little bit about what the Jets should do to try and fix the rest of the team, because they've got a surplus in some spots, but in others, you can obviously see that there is a startling lack of depth, and that is going to be a serious issue once the Jets start facing genuine opponents who have speed, who have transitions, and uh, you know, really strong north-south games that can kind of stretch Winnipeg quickly. Once Winnipeg starts to face these teams, whether it's teams like Dallas or um, at times Vegas, even the Avs, of course, doing the same thing, it's going to be a challenge for Winnipeg to keep up. Uh, especially offensively. I think I think this team is going to be hard to play against. I think Bonus wants that to be the identity, but being hard to play against can only get you so far if you're just not scoring a lot of goals. So um, the Heinola news, it's not really surprising for me. Is it disappointing? Yes. Am I shocked by it? No. I, I think the writing was probably on the wall. And because he doesn't need waivers, of course, um, that is always a, a natural kind of push for the Jets to send kids like him down. So very frustrating, but not surprising. And I think uh, long-term, it does make you wonder, does Heinola fit in anywhere in Winnipeg? I think, you know, with the way that Chevy talked him up, the answer is yes. It's just they have to create the spot for him in order to allow him to actually play for this team. So let's see what they do. Um, And obviously, you know, this is going to be something that probably happens over the course of a few months, it's not going to be an immediate fix. And we'll take a look at what some options are for the Jets and how they can kind of parlay that into fixing other parts of the roster in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Bilt Bar. Uh, obviously, you've heard me talk about Bilt Bar before if you listen to this podcast. 
If you don't know what I'm talking about, they are the only protein bar that's more like a candy bar with a 100% chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. I've personally had a, a number of different flavors from them. I always kind of like the simple ones. Uh, I'm, I love the raspberry dark chocolate. I think that's a great flavor, but they're always trying new things. They've recently come out with cookie dough chunk puff, which is like all of the greatness of cookie dough, but just none of the guilt because, you know, cookie dough chunk puff clocks in at only 160 calories and has, you know, 15 grams of protein. So whether you need something before you head out for your workout, you're looking for maybe a breakfast meal replacement, you need to pick me up in the afternoon. Whatever it is, it's suitable for every lifestyle. But if you don't love the idea of cookie dough, no problem. They've got dozens of other flavors and they have a variety box that comes with up to 12 of those that you can choose so you can find your own personal favorite flavor and enjoy the greatness of Built Bar that, again, tastes like a candy bar but just doesn't have any of that guilt. If you are ready to dive in and give them a shot, go to built.com and when you're checking out, be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at checkout for built.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We're taking a look now at Winnipeg as they are uh, finalizing the last roster cuts. We talked about Heinle getting cut, which was a little bit frustrating, and obviously Winnipeg, uh, you know, I, I think they're still stuck to some bad habits and decisions that they've made previously. And while I do understand that, I think at some point the Jets are going to have to move on. And one of the ways that they could move on is to try and make some trades. Now, this team on the right side of the defense definitely has very little depth. On the left side, though, they've got tons of guys, and I think that is where we're likely to see a departure sometime in the next few months. For me, I think Logan Stanley is the very easy trade candidate. Now, here's like the kind of double-edged sword, right? Somebody usually occupies the press box in that seventh defender role. And because Stanley is cheap and because he's seen as like a a draft and develop kind of guy, um, Winnipeg might be loath to let him go. But for me, I think Stanley has decent trade value and Winnipeg really needs help up front. You look at this forward unit and it's pretty thin. Uh, There's just not a lot of goal scoring ability. Uh, The second line right now might be Perfetti, Dubois, and Wheeler, which I'm not going to say that this is a bad line, but I think you're looking at a lot of passing and playmaking ability. But even when they had Kyle Connor instead of Perfetti last year and Zvechnikov in place of Wheeler, that line wasn't really scoring a ton. It was mostly a team, like a, a unit that created a ton of goal-scoring opportunities. And, you know, Zvechnikov was a nice playmaking guy who was more of a four-checking presence. Um, you know, KFC did KFC, but sometimes he wasn't always finding the best shooting angles or just had things saved. And Dubois can kind of do all of it, but, you know, the only elite shooter on that unit was, for the most part, you know, KFC. So Winnipeg is now switching to a line that has even less high-end shooting talent right now. Uh, Wheeler, you know, he's past his prime at this point. And he's more of a creator than he is a goal scorer. And so it would kind of fall to Perfetti and Dubois to carry that load. And while I do think that maybe a step up this year from Perfetti could see a really big goal scoring season, you know, 20 to 25 goals for your second line elite scorer is not a ton. It's not bad, but I think the Jets are really looking for, you know, 30 plus from that second unit. So they need a really good winger from somewhere. And I've been looking around, and obviously there's not a ton of finish, finishers that are going to be cheap. 
Daniel Sprong was an option for the Jets to maybe consider, but Sprong has a lot of cosmetic issues with this game that I, I don't think would make Bonus happy. And so there is a player out there who I think might not help with goal scoring, but could certainly give the Jets a little bit more playmaking ability and creativity up top uh, and really help balance out the lines. Because I think that's one issue that the Jets are going to face is a really top-heavy unit. Uh, and Puyay RV we've talked about before, but I really feel like if you were to swap Stanley for Puyay RV, this kind of helps both teams. The Oilers think they're getting a solid top six defender. The Jets are getting a, a really good young forward who's got um, some really good upside and I think would actually fit really well under bonus. I think he has the forechecking skill and creativity, um, but you know he, he does have kind of issues with finishing. That has been something throughout his career that people have kind of gotten on him about maybe some stuff off the puck that they feel he hasn't been committed enough with. But overall, I think his game would be really helpful for the Jets. I think he'd bring a lot of transition skill. Uh, Ehlers right now is the only one who can kind of do that stuff uh, consistently. And so it would be nice if Puyarvi could be a really big transition monster, somebody with a big frame, and he's actually just great on the puck. He'll dive into the slot. He can attack. Uh, all sorts of different angles and create good goal scoring opportunities. And so I think for me, Stanley for, for Puyayarvi would make a lot of sense. Uh, Brendan Dillon, I could also see getting moved because he does also come with a pretty significant cap hit. My only question is, is if you move Dillon off, off that unit, right? Uh, suddenly you need a partner for Pionk. And there aren't many players that I think really work well. I would not be doing Sandberg Pionk because I think Sandberg is a bit too passive for that. I think Dillon is generally pretty aggressive. I think he's very assertive and he'll know when to kind of support Pionk and when to sort of, uh, you know, let off the gas. And I think for me, Sandberg just hasn't shown that level of play yet at, at the NHL level in order for me to feel comfortable pairing him with, um, with Neil. So I'm looking for that. Uh, I, I think Dylan, again, if the Jets want to make the playoffs, he's probably not the guy some really solid trade value teams may be a little bit short on that side. Apologies, folks. We just had a brief interruption from a uh, bit of a connection outage, but hopefully y'all didn't miss anything. So uh, just kind of circling back, we were saying that Dylan is probably not the guy who would get traded, uh, although I do think he could get a decent return right now. Uh, Stanley, for me, again, is probably the player most likely to be on the chopping block, but he is cheap. He is a guy that they might turn to for injuries. And so maybe Heinle, you know, just stays down in the minors for much of the season. And maybe even Sandberg joins him at some point. Um, I really feel like Winnipeg missed a lot of opportunities to put this team on the map with some major acquisitions. And if they're not really intending to improve this team, I don't know what Bones is supposed to do to try and get this team to the postseason. I think for the most part, they're focused more on like some cultural change stuff. But if they actually are serious about getting past the first round or even the wild card, obviously it takes a lot more than what we're seeing because this team, you know, stop, stacked up against the rest of the Central, it's just mediocre. So uh, very middle of the pack, and I'm, I'm kind of wondering what the long-term objective is. Now, the Jets did make one other acquisition earlier yesterday that was kind of strange. We'll talk about what this player brings um, and what it kind of says about Winnipeg's strategy so far that, uh, I'm not really sure I agree with. We'll talk about why I think the strategy is flawed and what it might mean for a lot of the guys on the moose who are still trying to find their way up to the big leagues.
Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Uh, we're taking a look at, of course, Winnipeg's upcoming season. And, you know, the Jets are trying to finalize some roster things, make some last minute additions, maybe maybe make a few extra cuts. And one of the additions that they've made that kind of came out of nowhere was claiming uh, Axel Janssen Fjallby from uh, the Washington Capitals. And Janssen Fjallby is kind of one of those players that I, I've seen a little bit before just because I live near D.C. So I've seen Caps hockey. Um, I haven't actually gotten a chance to see him with the Bears, uh, though I've gone to some Bear game, Bears games myself. And from what I understand, you know, Janssen Fjallby is kind of one of those four-checking power forward types. The only problem with him is that he has, like, really limited upside. Uh, Janssen Fjallby is kind of one of those players who um, he's more of an energy fourth-liner type, which, from what Bonus was describing, is what they're looking for on, like, the fourth line. And he does have familiarity with... Uh, with I think Scott Arneal having worked on, I guess, some like PK stuff with Arneal before. But I just look at Axel and I feel like here's a guy who comes in with some, you know, genuine skill, but he's going to block a roster spot for some of the other players internally that Winnipeg could be offering a spot to instead. You know, I'm looking at Christian Reichel, for instance, a guy who has demonstrated some real growth, somebody who actually has untapped NHL skill and you know, he's been trying to fight for an NHL spot for a couple of seasons now. He probably should have had a chance maybe, you know, uh, this season or even last with a little bit more time. He did finally get his break uh, for a couple of games towards the end of last year. But players like him who are sort of on that fringe who could actually join the Jets internally are instead finding themselves competing with outsiders. And while I don't necessarily hate competition, I just feel like unless a player is bringing in like a ton of underrated skill, maybe like a Sonny Milano or something. What, what is the point of claiming Janssen Fialbi? Here's a guy who's just going to occupy another roster spot and block one of your more talented players from down below from actually getting a chance to show off what they can do and contribute positively. If you're really serious about drafting and developing, then why go outside the organization when you can have some guys fill in your depth roles? Um, and I, I guess the only thing is, Maybe they're worried about plundering the moose a little bit too much, but that, that wasn't really a concern previously, and so I, I, I don't really understand it. Uh, and moreover, I just feel like the Jets do this a lot where they create log jams for themselves, and it's not always clear that it's necessary. I think Winnipeg hasn't really made an easy path for players who have been drafted and developed, who have proven themselves at lower pro levels, and are maybe ready for the next step, well... Where are you going? You know, where are you actually going to make that next step to? Because the Jets don't really have many openings. You know, usually it's like one or two spots here and there at most, and that's on a good day. So Winnipeg really has to get better about leaving roster opportunities for young talent. I think the Jets have kind of gotten into the state where they're complacent with guys who they're comfortable with at a at, at a like a familiarity level, but. I just want them to be willing to take more risks and give players a genuine chance to compete for spots because this team coming into the season is probably not going to be that good. So why focus on defensive efforts for checking in stuff when you really need goal scoring talent and elite ability? This is something that the Jets, for some reason, have kind of shied away from uh, and they kind of need to return to it, especially as the rest of the league continues to be an arms race and the Jets are kind of falling behind. But I'd be curious to know your thoughts on this. Be sure to let me know. I did you living loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Um, 
Obviously, this is an ongoing debate and something that the Jets have to answer for themselves at some point. It kind of ties into the longer and, and overarching question of what exactly is Winnipeg's future vision? Because we're still trying to figure it out. We don't know yet. The Jets don't seem to know. And at some point, you know, they're going to have to be transparent because fans are getting tired of waiting for something that's not coming anytime soon. But, you know, we're still at the mercy of the front office. That's just the way it is as fans. Uh, but hopefully they have something a little bit more exciting than just claiming fourth liners for the foreseeable future. But uh, I'm not going to rant about it. I've already talked about this stuff before. You know my personal thoughts. I want to get your thoughts. Let me know in the comments below or, again, on my social medias on Twitter. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Tomorrow, the Jets are supposed to announce their final roster stuff, so uh, probably um, on Wednesday we'll have an episode detailing any changes, any surprises, maybe some transaction stuff that happens. I'm not expecting a lot, but you never know. Maybe something big happens. Uh, anyways, though, be sure to stay tuned for that. And uh, while you're at it, be sure to also make your second listen locked on NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. It's free to subscribe on all your favorite podcasting platforms, so like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.